Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bringing him in now from the Wisconsin State Journal, our buddy Tom Oates. Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing well. I sat last night, enjoyed some great Italian food, and watched the Badgers take down Michigan. How big was that win last night? That was a big win. Well, you know, it, was, it wasn't It was a necessary win to get into the NCAA tournament, but it was a great seeding win uh, right. in the NCAA tournament. Uh, those are the kinds of things that uh, really catch the eye of the committee uh, in terms of whether they're going to seed you a four, a five, six, seven, eight, whatever. Um, you know, for most of the last month, the Badgers have been kind of hovering in that eight, nine zone. And during this streak now, you've seen them gradually move up. They were kind of consensus seven for a while. And now I see their fives and, and uh, sixes and even a little, a few fives. So it was just a great win for their seeding. If they could finish out here, uh, you know, finish strong, they're going to be in pretty good shape seeding wise. My question is this. Did you see with some of the things that had gone on, the, the Kobe King leaving, some of the things that came out, and strength and conditioning coach being let go, and did you – we knew that Bo for a long time, it was always top four, that was the Big Ten, and that's where he was going to end up. You're going to get in the tournament, you're going to go – did you see – because they're at number three right now in the Big Ten with an 11-6 conference record, 18-10 and 10 overall. Did you see them doing this as the season had begun to unfold? Well, you know, if you look at their history, uh, they usually play well from about mid-January on, and and that's what that's that's I think that's consistent with a developmental program where you you don't have superstar talent at four or five positions. Yeah, uh, it takes a while to mold into a team uh, that 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 functions efficiently on both ends of the floor, and that's that's Wisconsin's mo. They're usually better late than early. Um, uh, and, and then you take and you throw a few wrenches in there, and that really kind of screws up the whole developmental process, not having Micah Potter for 10 games. Then when he gets back, you have to integrate him into the lineup some way, somehow, and you've already learned how to play. Uh, in their case, not all that well because they were 5-5, five and five, but you've already started playing one way, and now you're integrating a new guy in. So then you, you're starting to fit Potter into the mix, and Kobe King leaves, and there's another change. So I, I think the process may have been delayed just a little bit this year, but uh, Wisconsin historically finds a way to play its best basketball, the best basketball that that particular group can play um, at this time of year. So it, it's not totally surprising. Um, some of the ways they're doing it are, I, I think, 
Greg Gard has really loosened up the reins, and uh, they're playing pretty free and easy on offense, which is which is a real uh, a real turnaround from what they were doing early in the year. When they lost three out of four, they lost to Purdue, and it kind of, I kind of went, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Um, and then they ended up losing to Iowa. Now Iowa ranked, obviously, and that was a hard fought game. They beat Michigan <clears> State, and it kind of made me scratch my head. And then they lose to Minnesota in the barn. But then they come back and they start to reel off wins, and they've won five straight since then. Is this what you're talking about, where the change with Kobe King, a little bit of controversy, they were kind of handling some things, and then you saw them settle down. And to get that win against Ohio State, even though Ohio State's starting to play better, but they really dominated Ohio State in that game. They beat up on Nebraska. They've really kind of rolled since then. They avenged the loss to Purdue as well. So is is that kind of what you're talking about, the the, the the ebb and flow, and then they go through the little bit of the bump in the road where it creates the ripples on the pond, and then all of a sudden it just takes off. Yeah, and, they, and their schedule eased up a little bit. They had a brutal schedule. I, I saw today that most of the schedule rank, uh, rankings have them as the toughest or second toughest schedule in the country. And they, are, they had a really tough schedule, and it eased up a little bit. They had some of those other middling teams at home, um, you know, and you you watch the Big Ten. We all have this year. It's a you know that uh, there's 12 teams that if you go into their building, you're probably going to come out of there with a loss or at least a big scare. And and that just I don't I don't know that I've ever seen a league like that where there's just there's just uh, so few gimmies around the league. And you know, Wisconsin lost in places like Minnesota and Purdue and. And those aren't great teams. Those are right now they're bubble teams, and but uh, you know in the Big Ten this year they're beating teams. They're tough at home. So um, you know it's a, a lot went into this season. Um, I think you know the the biggest thing was not to have a knee jerk reaction and write off the season because this happened or that happened or this game was lost or whatever. And uh, you know Wisconsin, like I said, usually usually starts playing pretty good ball at some point. Last night, I thought, uh, fantastic. But that, that three-pointer that Ford hit, and that crowd went silent, that to me right there was kind of that turning point. And I thought, okay, th- th- this is this is kind of in hand last night. Um, and, and you're seeing different guys. It's not just Reavers. It's not just Trice. You're seeing different guys that are stepping up that are kind of doing this. And this goes back to, I think, what you had stated, and I think it was a very good point, that it's a developmental. It's not like you're just throwing five five five-star All-Americans out there and going, here you go, here's basketball. This really does come down to rotation. It comes down to feel. It comes down to working together. And then it's a developmental process, right? Yeah, and if you look at it, I said this at the beginning of the year. I, I wrote at the beginning of the year that I thought this was going to be a really interesting and potentially good offensive team. Because they had a lot of guys that could score, and almost everybody they had, they were putting on the floor was able to shoot from the three point line on in, and especially from the three point line, their bigs could shoot from the three point line, and everybody. Now, some of them hadn't done it very well, but I, you know, I've seen these guys play for years and watched them and practice some, and and they all could shoot, and and it was going to be a totally different offense than the one they had with Ethan Happ. And it, it it took a while for that to happen, but you see it based on matchups. You know, one one game, Pritzel's great. One game, Aline Ford's great. Uh, Reavers has big games. Potter has big games. Trice has big games. Davison has big games. Um, you know, it's just uh, they have a lot of different guys, and 
what they need most is for in any given game of their top seven or eight, they need three or four of them to 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 uh, want them to have a big game and three or four of them to be solid. And all of a sudden, they're you know they're not fighting in the sixties anymore. They're or the the fifties. They're they're scoring in the high sixties or the seventies. Talking with Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal and Madison.com. Uh, Tom, I'm just going to switch gears on you real quick because I know the Badgers are still pressing towards the Big Ten tournament, and then obviously once we get into the uh, NCAA tournament, we're going to touch base again. But a lot of Packers talk about what they need and whether or not they should or shouldn't take a quarterback and wide receiver and all that kind of stuff. What do you feel this Packers team's priority should be coming this offseason? I think it has two absolute immediate priorities. One is an inside linebacker who can really run and who can also make plays at the line of scrimmage against the run game. Uh, those guys are hard to find, but uh, if you look at the best defenses in the league, they have those kinds of players. Uh, and the other one is a wide receiver. And I, I don't even care if it's a smaller, quicker slot guy or a big, uh, fast edge, edge, edge guy. They need... They need a wide receiver. They need somebody to take the pressure off of Devontae Adams. And and uh, they have more needs than that, defensive end, offensive tackle, if not for this year, then for the the immediate future after that, um, tight end. And they have other needs, but, boy, those, those two I mentioned, inside linebacker and wide receiver, are, are really the biggest. Yeah, no doubt. I completely agree with you. Tom, uh, real quick before I let you go. So this team, as far as the tournament goes, is this a team where you can say they could be a one-and-done or they could be a sweet 16 team? Well, I think you could always say that about Wisconsin. I mean, it, it, this is a team that it's now relying on a three-point shot, which isn't bad, I mean, I, except if the three-point shot can be a little fickle. And, you know, if you have the one bad game, boom, you're done. But they, they certainly, uh, I mean, they've become a consistent three-point shooting team, and I maintain that's part of that is confidence and freedom uh, to shoot it, and, and part of it is they're getting better shots because there's so much better ball and body movement on offense. So um, they're a really good three-point shooting team, and, and that can carry a long way. I mean, some of, some of their teams that they've had the longest runs with have caught fire from three-point range and and had multiple options from three-point range like this team. So they certainly have that ability. Uh, but you know when you when you don't have a great great low post game, um, you know you can always uh, suffer that cold night in some foreign gym that you've never been in, or maybe even a a um, a dome where the shooting background suspect. So you just never know, but. Uh, you know, I think they're playing pretty good basketball, and it's going to take a, a decent team to beat them. Does Greg Gard get coach of the year? Do you think he's up for it and should be? No. No, I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll get it. I don't think they give it to, you know, unless there's a sympathy vote for all kinds of, you know, the, the just the sheer amount of things that have gone on, and especially for Howard, who's, who's uh, Howard Moore, who's very well liked mm-hmm. throughout the Midwest, throughout the Midwest coaching and media coaching group and the media group, I might add. Um, you know that goes to teams that were more picked for the second division that somehow contend, like Penn State or Rutgers or Illinois. That's 
just kind of my opinion of how that award goes. But uh, I certainly think Greg Gard has held it together and probably made some changes in a, in, in a number of ways and uh, has, has produced a pretty good team here despite a lot of adversity. Tom, great to talk to you as always, my friend. Once the tournament gets here, we'll probably chat again, okay? All right, anytime, Bill. See Appreciate ya. it, pal. Talk to you soon. Tom Oates, respected writer, a longtime writer at the Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com, joining us uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.